Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Recorded live. And ladies and gentlemen, for the first time in what seems to be a month, uh, we are back for the Weekday Warriors Wrestling. I'm Eric Clancy alongside Patrick Kelly on February 6, 2016. And we've got a lot to talk about. We haven't been here since the Royal Rumble. We haven't been here since Daniel Bryan's retirement. We haven't been here since Lucha Underground came back. We've got lots and lots of things to talk about. And I guess if we're going to start off with the Rumble, let's say, uh, well, it played out exactly how you said it would. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm not going to take too much credit. Like, I have, I have, source, I have, first of all, two reasons. Number one, it was super easy to predict. Number two, like, you know, I have, like, sources that will confirm certain things to me, and that was, like, one thing that was not going to change. It's funny, like, Certain things change if people get over or don't get over. Certain things don't. And one of those is Triple H winning championships. Um, uh, I I guess we can chat a little bit about the Rumble. It's been a while since it's happened, and I'm sure there's been a lot of speculation and comments and thoughts on it. But, um, I mean, I, I thought, you know, the thing that, I guess, bugged me was except for the result. I thought the rumble itself was one of the better ones we've had in quite some time. Yeah, it was. I mean, granted, that wasn't hard to live up to when you consider, like, it seemed to start with the 40-man one where where Del Rio won, and then all the ones that followed, the rumbles were just really bad, like really, really bad, both in result and in execution of getting to that result. But this one was at least mostly solid. There There were some things that happened that were okay. Yeah. Um yeah, I mean, I liked um, I liked that they had different storylines going around there, and mm-hmm. it wasn't just Roman Reigns versus the Authority. Um, which, by the way, they couldn't have booked him any poorer than they did. Like they, for for people that want to get him over, they certainly don't do him any favors. Like, oh, he's he's like going to the back for medical attention, and he'll skip out on most of the match. And like, you know, I mean, really, you know. It's just like some things are. are well, hey, they did confusing. that with Austin twice, so why not? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, Roman Reigns and Steve Austin are two different people, but yeah, um, I liked, um, you know, I, I liked uh, the Brock Lesnar and Wyatt family story, which mm-hmm. will probably conclude at WrestleMania. Um, right. First of all, for two reasons. Um, Number one, it's Brock Lesnar interacting with someone he didn't interact with 10 years ago, which is nice. Um, And two, it's the Wyatts actually getting to take out strong people and look, you know, dangerous for it. So that's enjoyable. Um, Which they constantly botch with them. But this at the Rumble, it worked. And I'm actually legitimately intrigued in seeing uh, Brock Lesnar go up up against those guys. It would have been more effective if they hadn't already been fed to Undertaker and Kane, but... Yes, nothing we can do about but, that. 
Yeah, exactly. Um, but don't worry, they're feuding with Kane again, too. But that, so we'll get to that later. It's the same thing, only without Undertaker. Yeah. Um, the finish, I thought, was um, creative. No, I mean, not the finish, but uh, I guess what they did leading up to the finish was a little creative because having Roman not be eliminated last was like, oh, and then part of me started to feel that Ambrose could win. And let me point out, Ambrose has been booked pretty, almost as bad as Reigns. But yeah. there's one thing, the difference between Ambrose and Reigns is Ambrose has about 200% more charisma than Reigns has. So, you know, like, it's like the thing, like, it's like with Rock. Like, okay, Rock comes back, and half the time he's just saying, like, stupid baby talk and, like, not really adding to the show. But he's fucking chock full of charisma and it like almost doesn't matter on a subjective level where what he's doing is good or not he's he's over you know he's he's charismatic like it's not that's not deniable whether you like his content or not he's super charismatic and Reigns and Ambrose are both booked pretty horribly but the the positive is that uh at least on Ambrose's side is the fact that Ambrose is full of charisma I mean, if you listen to that crowd when he's in there against Triple H, they're going fucking nuclear. And it's it, it's a, a testament to the fact that, you know, how popular he is compared to where they position him. And I don't think they position him low, really. I think he's probably at this no, point. I mean, he's the been third. the Intercontinental Champion at a point in time when that actually carries at least. Yeah. And uh, he gets featured on the show prominently, so it's not like he wasn't like a yeah. I think he's like their third guy, probably. So that's like mm-hmm. you know, um, but it's just it, to me, it's it's funny because like when they they pick Roman Reigns for like to me, Roman Reigns has no. I don't want to say positive qualities because he does, but he doesn't have the qualities that they look for in a star. You know, I mean, it's funny because people are like, oh, he's big. He's not that big. Like he's, he's not shorter that much than, taller than Ambrose. No, and he's shorter than Rollins is, and he's less. And they're they're like, oh, he's 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 big and he's buff. He's not. He's less ripped than Rollins is because I'll tell you what, right now, if he was more ripped, he wouldn't wear that flak jacket and the SWAT vest. Mm-hmm. So. And then they're like, oh, he's he's pretty. It was like, he's not that pretty. I mean, like, you look at him, like, with all those goofy faces he makes, and then they're you're like, oh, well, he has charisma. He doesn't, re- he doesn't really have any of those things. So, like, people say those things, and they're like, you know, you know, say what you want about certain people. Say what you want about Lex Luger and him being pushed. Lex Luger was ripped. He was in really good shape. That's not disputable. You know, like, like is say what you will about Diesel as champion. Diesel was really big, and that that's not disputable. And charismatic. What'd you say? And charismatic. Nash is a very likable guy. Yeah, yeah. And, and like, and Reigns ha- does not have those things. And it's weird because I feel like there's this idea that people say, it's like, oh, well, they push him because he's, he's, he's this, this, and this, but he's not those things. So it, it's it's weird. It just feels like they picked him, and that was it. And it's like it, it, there was no reason. They like threw a dart at a at a screen, and they were like, "Well, you know, I mean, I mean." And now, now, granted, I will say this, and I I, I think, um, I think people get confused because one's the heel, one's the face. I think they're higher on Rollins than Reigns, and I, I 
I stand by that even as Rollins is injured right now. I think that they think he's better and he's more important to them. And I think the only reason we don't think that as much is, number one, because we like Rollins, so I, I think people don't want to see him as, like, the chosen one. And two is because Rollins is the heel, and I think you're right. less likely to, like, feel that way with a heel that's being shoved down your throat. So I, for, well, it's Triple H in 2000, if you think about it. It's kind of like everybody thought of Rock as the big star, but who held the title for most of that year? Yeah, yeah. And so I, I, think, I think Rollins is the guy. You know, we, we talk about Reigns, but I think it is Rollins. But um, on the other hand, I think, like, I, and it's funny because I remember when the Shield was, like, on fire, we used to go back and forth each week, like, who's the best? Who's the best? And we would go back. Like, uh, I, I think it's been this way for a while now, but, like, Reigns is, like, the worst member. Like, he's, <laughs> he, ha- he does not have the charisma that Ambrose, and I think Ambrose has more charisma than, both, than all of them. Like, I don't, I don't think – he doesn't have the in-ring ability of Rollins, and I think Rollins is the best in that regard. Um, he doesn't have the look of Rollins. Hell, I don't think he has the look of Ambrose. You know, like, like I think Ambrose is more handsome. I think Ambrose speaks more to female fans. Like, to me, it's like Reigns is not good in any aspect. Like, he can't beat anyone in any one thing, you know? Like, like and you could say, like um, – you know, you, you say, like, you compare different quarterbacks, you're like, oh, well, you know, well, like, e- Eli has, like, the, the championships, but, like, you know, Philip River has the stats, and Ben has a little bit of both, you know, like, when people would compare that class and et cetera. But, like, you, you like, Reigns wins none of those, you know? And it's just, it's <laughs> so interesting to me that they're just like, this this is happening, better get fucking on board with it. Yeah, I, I, probably the best positive that Reigns has is that if you look at him on an 8x10 or whatever, he looks cool, and he's got a cool look to him, but nothing has really been given to him, or maybe he doesn't have it, I don't know, that would accentuate that. Instead, they're trying to turn him into John Cena, which is not a good thing at all, and I don't know why they feel the need for all their top baby faces to be quippy, sarcastic, you know, goofuses, but that's what they're trying to turn him into, and it's just not working. Yeah. And he no, I thought, punches everybody, and they've rendered that move completely uncool. <laughs> that is almost as bad as the as the Ambrose clothesline thing, <laughs> which is the worst move in wrestling. Make no mistake about it. It'd be fine if he only did it like once every fifteen or twenty matches, but he does. Yeah, all the when time, when the so. Shield like wrestled on like pay per view matches, and that was it, then I was like, okay, but um, not the not the way it's constituted now. So, um. Yeah, so, you know, I, I thought the Rumble was a good show. I mean, I hated the ending, and it was like, like you know, the only parts that I enjoyed of, like, Triple H being out there, which, but fucking, like, he thinks that, and don't get me wrong, I, like, I love Triple H when he is not a character on the show, but, like, he thinks he is so fucking cool. Like, there's that whole thing where he's, like, staring down with Reigns, and then Ziggler comes up, and he, and he pedigrees, he's like, where were we? I'm like, you are a 50-year-old man with a gut uh, who's balding. Uh, like, why are you presenting yourself to be this? It's so silly to me. And it's just like he, he presents himself like he's Lesnar or something along those lines. You know, it's just like there's no credibility. You're an old fat guy. Like, what, what, what else is there to say? And they do that with all the old guys that come back, and it's really strange. And I keep, uh, and maybe it's because I'm a Rocky fan, but I keep going back to Rocky Balboa and how 
60-year-old Sly Stallone was treated like a joke in that movie, and that gave that movie so much more credibility than it than yeah. anybody ever thought it could. It's like, oh, and he loses. loses. And, and he loses yes, at exactly. the end. People forget, like, the best Rocky movies have him, like, losing, you know? And, um, yeah, it, it's, yeah, I, I know. It's just like, yeah, this guy's so tough and cool. Like, get over yourself, you know? It's just, anyway, um... So, yeah, no, I, I thought, like, and, and I liked when Bray was like, when he's like, let's team up, and then Bray's like, hits him in the face, because, like, I, I hate that they do not have Bray always just trying to destroy the the establishment every show, because that's what he should be doing, and um, that was, so so him punching Triple H in the face when Triple H was like, let's team up, was the, the only part I really enjoyed, but, yeah, um, uh, what was I going to say? Um... Oh, yeah, so, um, okay, so then we're building up to this useless match at Fastlane, which, by the way, spoiler alert, everyone, Reigns is winning, and the Wyatts will interfere to cost Lesnar the match, so there you go, and then we get uh, to that's our... That's true, however, based on what I've been seeing on Raw the last couple of weeks, I really think they ought to reconsider going with Ambrose. Just just throw that out there. I know they're not going to listen to me, but, you know, just, just saying. Or make it, make it a triple threat. Yeah, that would also work, yeah. Um get that shield triple threat that we will never I, quite I'm get. I'm a member it. of the shield too. Um, <laughs> so, so there's that. Um, and uh, what was I going to say? Um, it just is slow. It's like, here's the thing. It's this slow build to WrestleMania. And it's just like, they're like, okay, like we want to get to triple H and Roman reigns, but we have 10,000 hours of television in between. So we need to fill them with something. So, we're all here, and we're like, okay, that's going to be the match. Let's just fucking get to it so we can get this out of the way, you know? And yeah, well, we've got to have Roman Reigns and Dean Ambrose tag team every week. I, mean, yeah. I swear to God, if I see that match one more time, I'm going to friggin' dive off a building. You're going to wrestle the New Day. Um, <laughs> yeah. The League of um, Nations. And it's like, I'm not even mad. Like, you know... Remember when Daniel Bryan like wasn't being used when he should have been, and we were all like, "Oh, we were all pissed." And, like I'm just apathetic now. I'm just like, "Eh." eh. But who else is there that's red hot at the moment? There's nobody. That's the thing. This reminds me of like 2000. Like God, what was the year? Was it eight or nine or t- I don't fucking know. That year when it was like, "There's nothing on the horizon." You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Like, I don't know if it was 07 or something. Uh, and we're just like, there's nothing out there. Are you talking about when Cena was the champion for a year and he just beat everybody? Well, I know that was 07 to 08, but, but it did. Yeah, maybe that was it. Maybe, maybe it was 09 when it was, it was just Triple H, Orton, and Cena and nobody else. Yeah. and you. And like an I, think it, I feel like it's 09, though, with, like, Punk and, like, a few other guys and, and Miz and stuff. You saw, like, you saw light at the end of the tunnel. I feel like in, like, 07, there was not a lot of light in that tunnel. No. <laughs> yeah, I guess it was 07. That was probably it. Um, Speaking of that, I, I guess we could move on to this now. What, what have you thought of the way AJ Styles has been used in the WWE thus far? Surprisingly well, honestly. Yeah. Um, I, first of all, let me say this. Watching, at the, watching him at the Royal Rumble was so surreal. And it was <laughs> like, I mean, people talk about like Sting being in, in but it, it was like you know that, that was sting at 50 it's just like here we paid sting so we could show up in the match you know and uh like aj like now aj is like on the 
the the down end of his career. I mean, I'm not saying he's bad right now, but I'm just saying like he's probably peaked at this point. So, but right. he's still like an active wrestler that can do things. And seeing him in WWE being treated like a big deal, like is just so weird to watch it happen. But um, so so far, I think they've done pretty well with him. Um, and I, I thought he, he, in the Rumble he was good. I thought he looked like a star. I thought they presented him as well as they possibly could have. Uh, you know, so mm-hmm. I'm not going to be the guy who like shits on WWE no matter what they do. But I think they did a really, um, really great job with him. And I think they've done a good job with him so far. And and I mean, to to go back to the point I made about just they're getting from point A to point B, and they just got too much goddamn content in between. AJ's like, I want to have a rematch with you, Jericho, at Fastlane. And Jericho says, all right, I'll tell you on SmackDown. Why does he have to wait till SmackDown? I know the answer is because we have content to fill, but the but why character-wise does he need to wait that long? I mean, this is it, – it sucks because I'm watching – as you know, I'm re-watching, like, the Monday Night Wars to get, like, perspective right. and everything. And I've, I'm in October 95 at this point. And I'm watching this stuff. And first of all, in 95, you start hitting this fucking sweet spot where both shows are an hour. And you, but, but there's only like four shows in between a pay-per-view. So they, they've got so much that they can do, but they just spread it out. So you're getting just all this good stuff spread out over time. And I mean, they're like, and they're starting to compete against each other. And it's really good. Like people like act like, like ah, oh, WCW was or WWE was fucking incompetent in the. I was like, I mean, not really. They have a tag match. They have a six man tag um, that I'm sure you remember, and it's Undertaker, Sean, and Diesel against yeah. Yoko, Owen, and um, uh, Bulldog. Bulldog. And like everybody in that match is red hot. Um, it's funny. I'd say that the coldest guy in that match is Undertaker, honestly. Um, <laughs> and and like everybody's like red hot. The match is good the match ends and all the heels just lay out the baby faces and you're just like, Holy shit. And that's like pretty much the last time you see them before the pay-per-view going into great white North in your house, which is uh, diesel and bulldog, Sean and, and Douglas, which obviously doesn't happen. And initially undertaker and Mabel, which obviously certain things didn't happen because of fight reasons and, and Mabel breaking Undertaker's face reasons, but uh, th- you know they set it up well, and there's like so much stuff going on. Whereas now you've got two, uh, you've got five hours of television each week in between, like each week. So you've essentially got over a month's worth of content because I mean nothing really happened on Superstars. Occasionally they like have one thing happen on Superstars, um, or occasionally or- the strong words. Yeah, well, I mean, they do things occasionally. Like, they would have, like, because they would do, like, syndicated matches, and they'd be like, oh, Sid's angry right now, and something. But, um, <laughs> you know, so, but, like, you, it was pretty much just raw. Um, so that's, that's, that is a mo- over a month's worth of content from, like, 95, 96 WWF. A month's content in a week. Like, it's... It, it's not mind-boggling to me. Like, if you combine all the factors that go into this, if you combine Vince being senile, talent being injured, 
them not knowing what to do with certain guys. Fucking too much content, and you throw that into a blender, you have the exact reason why WWE is where it is today. Like, I don't, like, is the writing great? No. Uh, But it doesn't matter if the writing was flawless. You cannot make that amount of content work. You cannot do it. It's five hours a week, and that's the prime time. That's not counting, like, any syndicated shows or anything else. That's the prime time stuff is five fucking hours a week. So and going back to your AJ Jericho example, I have a, like, and I just thought about it off the top of my head, an easy way to get around that, not have Jericho on Raw when AJ lays down the challenge, and then you follow up with Jericho's reaction on SmackDown. That's how you solve yeah. that problem. Well, I, I, yeah, the, and that's what they did. And it's funny because people, like, trashed this feud, and I thought the feud was pretty good. But um, when Triple H and Brock were feuding, and he's like, I want to fight, face you, and then, he had to wait for Brock's response. I know people were like, why does Brock take like two months? Well, because like, he's not fucking there every week, you know? So he's not going to like just tweet that shit out. He lives on a compound in Minnesota. So you can find ways to get around and to be clever. But the the issue that you have is, like you said, it's three hours. So like, I and you and I are always like, don't put everybody on every show. But it's almost like, then the problem How do you is, do that? yeah, what do you put in the place? Like, you could put new guys, but they're not going to do that because their roster's not that big enough because they don't want to pay for the guy. It becomes a financially unusable system because you can't sustain yourself like that because you cut your talent, so you're down to, like, I don't know, like 30 performers or whatever. And then they're always on the show, so then they get overexposed, so they're not any good. But then you're beholden to them because you won't hire anyone else, and it's just like, it, it, it's just, it, it's not a recipe for anything working. And I mean, people say, oh, go back to two hours. Fuck that, man. I go back to one. I go back to one hour and I would write the shit out of that show. Because guess what? The best television, sh- the best wrestling television shows for the past two years have been NXT and Lucha Underground. Those are our shows. Like, you can say that's a fucking coincidence, but NXT is run by the same company. It's got one writer and Triple H. It's got yeah. two people that decide what goes on. It's a fucking hour. We don't need three hours of wrestling. I'm the biggest wrestling guy on the planet. You don't need three hours of wrestling a night. You don't. It's, it's, it's the dumbest, stupidest thing. And I know, uh, you know, USA pays them a fair amount of money. Well, fuck you. You've got your network. Your network's got 1.2 million subscribers now. You're making money off of it. So at the end of the day, you can either water down your brand and make it just unwatchable, or you can start caring about how your brand is perceived. Start fucking actually acting like Disney as opposed to saying that you're Disney all the time (laughs) and just protect your trademarks and and your characters. But, you know... What do I know? Yeah, uh, yeah. what do you know? It's it's the whole, like, and we talk about this all the time on the show, but uh, the whole artistic integrity over business and money reasoning behind doing things. And it's like, you know, sometimes going for art and trying to make the art better is probably the more worthwhile go, because that's what keeps people coming back if you put on something good. Yeah, well, and, and, and I, I would say the two are not mutually exclusive, because, I mean, let's there you say, go, yeah. okay, yeah, okay, you lose this, X amount of money if you cut down the show. Okay, but you're not diluting your show over and over. Let me the Patrick, what when the when the WWE talks about the NWO constantly, 
fucking constantly. What is the thing that they continually say about the new world order? Literally every single time they talk about it. Uh, they uh, jump started WCW in the Monday Night War, or is there some other aspect that I'm missing? I was going that it got watered down. Oh yeah! Oh, oh God! Oh, they say that about WCW as a whole. And what was the reasoning? Three hours. And Thunder. Well, well, but, but they also say, they're like, the NWO, just too many people got watered down. Okay? DX was better because it got it was never watered down. It was never watered down. But they, they just say that so much. But then you water it down your own product. Okay. Like, they, they water it down constantly, and they're like, oh, well. So, all right. Um, so, the, I, I don't really want to talk too much about Raw because, quite honestly, nothing happened. Um, <laughs> like, unless you think Braun Strowman and Big Show was like, something to talk about and Kane coming back for the 19th time. I'll tell you why Kane is in this feud again. Um, because the original plan had someone's brain not been destroyed was going to be new day against team. Hell no at WrestleMania. Oh, before obviously the, uh, revelation came of what Daniel Bryan's health was, that was what was on the docket. So, um, which, wow. you know, I, which was one of the better endings of raw. I mean, I don't want to say better because it was really sad and, and tear jerking. You know, sure almost nothing happens to get something that was rich with human emotion and legitimate exactly. passion was actually nice to see. Yeah. And it was, it was, I mean, it was heartbreaking, but you know, at least you felt something, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> If you're, you know, and, and yeah, I mean, I, I don't want the guy to get hurt, you know, so, but. Um, right, right. And I guess it's not surprising considering how long he was on the shelf following the last injury, but it's still. Yeah. Bad. Yeah. So I, I hope, I hope they let him, whether he's, whether he can train people or whether he can be a commentator, I hope they like, you know, allow him to, to do something with the business because he, he has such a passion for it and he's, he's such a wealth of, of information for it that mm-hmm. I, I think it would be like, you know, he's, he's such a uh, resource for WWE, you know, I mean, I, right. yeah. So um, I mean, they always use the guys that they like uh, in yeah, some capacity they and they like, they, they, they like him. So, I mean, at the, I mean, yeah, at the end of the day, they, um, yeah. All right. So why don't we get on chatting with uh, a show that has returned that we have not talked about because we have not been on, uh, the best wrestling show, sorry NXT, on the planet, Lucha Underground. How fucking good was that first episode? Like uh, that was like it was so everything good. I wanted and then some. Yeah, I mean it, it. First of all, like so much stuff has happened. Like I, Lucha Underground is like the the fucking antithesis to Raw because in those first three episodes, the amount of things that have happened, like revelations, like I don't even think we have enough time to talk about all of it. But you know, in Raw, what's happened in the last three weeks? Oh, Gene Ambrose lost the Intercontinental Title, and the Authority fucks around with the two of them, and that's it. Um, on on uh, <laughs> on Lucha Underground. We have a semi-face turn with Pentagon Jr. Uh, Phoenix loses the Gift of the Gods championship on the first episode to King Cuerno. Mil Mortes has taken over the temple, and he's like fucking Shao Kahn. (laughs) Vampiro escapes from a mental institution. Apparently, Cortez is an undercover agent at the fucking police department. How did that happen? And he's partnered with Joey Ryan, which is even better. Joey Ryan? Yeah, 
Ray Mysterio so is, a is an undercover cop pretending to be a porn star, pretending to be a wrestler. That's awesome. Take my money right now. Um, also, the, it's already been renewed for season three. So, like, you know, it's it, like, why? And I've missed like 800 things in there. But, like, it's just the amount of things that happen. And it's funny to me how many people in the wrestling industry, I think it's funny. If you show, I think that's the show. If you show somebody outside of wrestling, they would get into it. But in the wrestling industry, the amount of people that don't get Lucha Underground is startling to me. I've seen the amount of people on forums who are just like, uh, uh, well, it's, it's, it's a season? It doesn't go all year long? And like, people are like, that's unrealistic. Like, how would you believe that? And like, what, what, like, what's more believable? That people have a break, like in UFC, where they fight three times a year? Or that you wrestle every week and aren't dead. Like, which one's more believable out of those two things? And then they're they're like, uh, you know, I don't know. There's so many there's so many backstage vignettes and stuff, and they're like campy and cheesy. And I'm like, and these are the same people because I, I've seen other things that they say that are like, oh man, NXT won't work because it's not a mainstream enough product. So you're telling me that because you're using backstage skits and vignettes, which, by the way, is the WWE's, like, MO forever. So it's not, like, it's not mainstream or good enough. So I've basically come to the conclusion that the only thing that's mainstream and good enough is WWE. Literally anything else is not good enough. So despite the fact that you have the exact – you're doing sports entertainment. You're just doing it better with internal logic and consistency – you're, it just doesn't, it's just not good enough because it's not fucking on a Titantron that everyone can see, but no one can pay attention to it or remember it or like use it for plot points. Lucha Underground has made the single most important development in like the last 10 years of wrestling. No one can see the backstage vignette. Like, I can't yeah. tell you what a, a, a uh, groundbreaking development that is. And I'm not kidding. Like, like the fact it's, that they're it's just so so many inconsistencies that are on the yeah. WWE's product every week. Yeah, because it's like like why is why are Stephanie and Triple H talking like this and plotting when there's a camera next to them? And then, you know, Lucha Underground solves it. There's no camera. There's no camera. Because it's not a scene. You're watching it like you'd watch a television show. So mm-hmm. Like, uh, it's it just, like, it doesn't make sense. We can see it. it like, and I know WWE's going to be like, oh, suspension of disbelief. Well, fucking A. Well, you can't, you can't have it both ways. You can't be like, we're the realistic sports show, and then be like, oh, except for all this shit. Like, Lucha Underground's like, we have a dragon, and, oh, yeah, I forgot. A guy who is not only from outer space, but from the past. He's a time time traveler. That was the great. I'm just like I don't even. Aerostar hasn't even wrestled yet, and I'm just like. You talk about guys not getting overexposed. We're okay. Episode four is coming up tomorrow night. We still haven't seen everybody. No, we haven't seen. We haven't seen markout mode. It's like, oh, who's coming back? We just saw Drago. Um, Mm -hmm. We haven't seen Aerostar. We haven't seen. um, uh, Ray hasn't wrestled yet. Cage hasn't wrestled. Tejano hasn't wrestled, although he's coming back this week. Um, we haven't seen uh, who else? I'm trying to think off the top of my head because you know they're bringing in like they bring in new people, so you don't know exactly who right. they have Especially or Star don't have. Hasn't wrestled yet. 
Yeah, so there's there's a, there's a fair amount of people. I don't know if they're bringing back uh, Pimper, Pimpinella Estrada or um, or um, oh, what's his name, uh, uh, Mascarita Sagrada, but they they haven't shown up yet. Um, but it's uh, yeah, it, it's just like you. There's so much mileage because they're they're spreading it out, but at the same time, you don't feel like anything's being dragged along. You just feel like they've got lots of interwoven storylines, like. You've got a like, well, Pentagon reveal of Rey Mysterio. Yeah, that was awesome. I know. There's, <laughs> uh, yeah, and then the the new Dragon Azteca is coming. So like, yeah, there's like a thousand things. And by the way, we have yet to see Dario Cueto in the temple yet. So we've seen we've seen one thing of him like feeding people the Madonna and <laughs> taking their money, which by the way was Stone Cold awesome. Uh, also, <laughs> that is the I best think, racket I've ever seen. It's just, it's fucking great. And we haven't seen Chavo yet. We haven't seen Blue Demon if they're bringing him back. Um, so yeah, there's so much that we have we haven't even scratched the surface yet. And that yet the amount of stuff that's happened. Okay, so we've got Phoenix uh, and King Cuerno battling over basically like like trying to help also destroy Mil Mortes. We've got Pentagon and Puma locked in this like babyface blood feud. Uh, over who wants to destroy Mil. It's basically, and it's all focuses on Mil Mortes, which is awesome. I love the fact that there's like... Who watches the entire show from his throne, which is amazing. Yeah, his throne of skulls, which, by the way, if you read the Lucha Underground comic, uh, he made that throne out of dead luchadors, one of which is Big Rick. (laughs) Big Rick is dead in canon, and he is part of that chair. (laughs) If you you don't like this show, I, I, I don't know what to tell you. Um, so, which by the way, um, I, I, did I miss something or am I forgetting something? Did Conan die or what happened? You know, they haven't really been entirely clear on that. Ever since he got put in the casket, he's been gone and they're kind of talking like he's dead. Yeah. Okay. That's (laughs) okay. Here's another thing. Which underground has a fucking body count, which is awesome. It does. It does. It It does. It does. Um, yeah, no, and, and I mean, like, uh, I, I thought, um, I thought this week, just the 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 police ending was so good because it came out of nowhere. You're like, oh, the crew's a lot back. You're like, wait a second, is that because that is Cortez, right? But I guess his real name is Reyes. Yeah, yeah, that's that's Cortez. So, so he's just, so so they were they, so the the gangster crew. He was infiltrating that crew. And has seen a murder, by the way, where Bale was eaten by Montanza. And so, like, they're not worried about the crew so much as they're worried about Dario. And they want to bring Dario in. And Joey Ryan, in a buddy cop scenario, is going to help him do it. Like, I just, like, I can't. It's just so good. So, like, this is, and that's another thing. You can do that stuff on this show you can't do that on raw you can't be like hey i'm investigating this place and joey ryan's my partner we have to act like we hate each other because it'd be shown on the titantron and everybody would be aware of it also you'd have to be in the building for that to work or have like a tape found out so you can't do any of that stuff here you can you can do all that stuff because they don't because they they shoot the vignettes as their own thing so it's just uh, so good um I'm hoping maybe this weekend or something to get um, to get somebody on from Lucha Underground uh, to kind of 
you know, celebrate them being back. But um, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just off the charts. Good. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And going back to the Mysterio thing, I mean, the reveal was great, but also they even wove him into the fucking, uh, the, the universe and the mythology of the show. It's like, I was supposed to be El Dragon Azteca, but I went down a different yeah. path. Now the mask passed to you. And I'm like, and you've just, you've made Mysterio awesome. After years of being just, the smiling, happy luchador in the WWE. It's like, oh, no, he's like a mysterious fucking character. With, well, you know, it, honestly, if they hadn't done anything, I would have been fine because at the end of the day, it's Rey Mysterio. It's arguably right. the biggest crossover luchador since Mil Mascaris in the history of American wrestling. So, like, they could have just done that. And instead, they're like, oh, you know, he, he's a living character. And, and you know, I, I, I'm I'm glad he's there because I hope that gives them more exposure. And it's also like cool to see like bringing these people into this world and 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 you know how how they're going to interact, how they're going to live, how how these stories are going to go forward because these are stories and they like move and evolve. Like it's not just like Dario's like I've got the temple again, here you go. You know, it's like Mil Mortes taken over, turned it to like a shrine to death, and that's like the second season. Like you know. It's, so, you and it's great. You know, I've always, one of the negative things I think about pro wrestling is that there aren't seasons. And um, somebody pointed this out. They said, you know, uh, if the punk, if the CM Punk money in the bank thing ended with him blowing the kiss to Vince and that was the end of the season, you'd be like, that's great. Oh, it's so good. You know, what's next? But because, because of that, you can't disassociate it with Kevin Nash showing up and, you know, the Triple H stuff and, you know, Punk and, and Alberto and then Punk doing the turning into WWE babyface, you know, so like you're not able to separate it. But with this, you know, you get a nice cut, clean cut storyline. You could say, oh, the first one was the first season. Second was the Mil Mortes one, you know, so it, it, it actually gives us as wrestling fans some a cutoff point where we can actually beyond WrestleMania, you know, which sometimes isn't really fair too, because that just goes through it. So I, I, I like it. I think it's, it's what wrestling is and needs to be in 2016. And I mean, I honestly think it's, it's the evolution that we've been waiting for for a long time, because basically everybody like, it's not even like a bad kept secret that wrestling is predetermined anymore. It's wholly celebrated and accepted. And I think the reality era might be one of the most apropos names that they do for this, but in that sense, okay, but then we can treat it like a television show now. We can treat it with the same storyline techniques that we use on television. I'm not saying you need to, you know, choreograph it like a stunt thing. You know, just do wrestling, of course, but utilize the same things that work on television shows and bring them over and, and, and make it compelling and, and make the writing better. Yeah, and, and, and the show's written by television writers. It's produced by guys who are in movies and television and stuff, and it, it shows that it works really, really well, and yeah. if you haven't watched it, go check it out. It's totally worth your time. Yeah, uh, if you haven't watched it and you listen to us, I think that would be an odd combination, just because how much we promote this stuff. So, But honestly, <laughs> if, you, if you've never listened to us, or you've never seen Lucha Underground, or whatever, just like give it a shot. I'd honestly, like, there's easy places where you can find the first season. I'm not going to, like, tell you but you google it you can find it watch the first season it's like what is it like um 39 episodes, episodes 40 hours 30. yeah so i mean you could do that like it's like 45 minutes it's like watching some seasons of x-files um which We're by the way doing lately actually you you have 
I've been catching up on the X Files. Yeah, I, have I you watched, watched any of season so. ten? I watched the first episode. It was okay. Uh, <laughs> it well, first of all, let me say the the Monster of the Week episodes that come after it are much better. I um, typically preferred those, so that's fine. Well, well, let me <laughs> spoiler alert if anyone here is listening and doesn't want to know about X Files turn off now because this will probably be the end of the wrestling discussion and the 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 X-Files will talk, con- commence. Um like I hope that it's a fucking scam and that this isn't a conspiracy of men because it doesn't make any sense at all. If you remember from season I want to say it's 5, the whole, there's a whole season long plot line of when a DOD guy comes to Mulder and is like the alien thing is a is a is a fake. It's just a thing to to cover up government activities. And there's like this whole thing, and they're like, oh, they got like right. fake alien bodies and stuff. And and Mulder like gets knocked off the trail, but it turns out that was just a a ploy to get Mulder off the scent. And then they eventually find out, you know, it's like it's it, there are aliens, and there is a conspiracy to colonize the planet, and the syndicates are working with them. Like yada yada yada. So basically what happened was they did the exact same thing and Mulder, after all he's seen and all he's heard and all that they've done, they say, oh no, it's just men and you're going to trust this one girl because she saw men abduct her, which doesn't disprove anything because he knows that men worked with the aliens in abducting people and using alien tech. So there's no new information here. It's just Mulder decided to change his mind, which I think is such sloppy writing. He's like, oh, yeah, cool, whatever. It's just like, okay, so because this woman, this one witness of all the people in the world says she saw men during her abduction, that means, nope, sorry, aliens aren't involved at all. There you go. And it's just like, it's so lazy to me, and it's so aggravating because – one of two things happened. Either one, they're doing the same twist they did like 10, 15 years ago, or two, they're, they're just like fucking saying, nope, there were never any aliens, retconning the whole thing for something that doesn't make any sense. And yeah. they went, they wanted to get to point C from point A, but we didn't get to point B. They're just like, oh, this is what happened. And I, I think that's frustrating. And I also think it's just, it, it just makes no sense. Listen, if you want to get away from the alien thing, like, that's fine. If you want to do something else, like, I don't know, magic or other dimensions or some other main thing, that's fine. But, like, the way they did it was so shitty. And I'll be interested to see what the finale is if they, like, if they are able to do anything. Because I, I just, I thought that was just cheap. <laughs> and I well, like to it. be honest, and uh, again, I'm up to about season seven now. Yeah, I'm about halfway through season seven. And to me, yeah. I've completely lost all patience with the alien plotline at this point. It's like, just do the Monster of the Week stuff. That stuff was better. Well, so. I mean, season seven is awful. Let, let's, <laughs> let's put this out there. There's this, there's this old theory that the show got bad when David Duchovny left. That is not true. There is a half season of him being on there and that show is still bad. And if I remember correctly, season six, the middle of that is the end of the syndicate storyline, if I'm correct, right? That's about right. Yeah, it wasn't long after the movie, if I'm correct. Yeah, because so, yeah, the movie happens between five and six, right? Right, right. Okay. So, 
season six is great up until the midway point. And then they basically resolve all the plot lines because like the syndicates destroyed, yada, yada, yada. So the second half is this weird ass, like aliens may have done something with human life at the beginning. And you're like, what the fuck does this have to do with anything? And it's weird. And I feel like the, the new, the first episode of season 10, it was like them. It wasn't for like anyone who's seen X-Files. It was for like people who have like a cursory knowledge of X-Files and just decide yeah. to watch. And they're like, uh, like, I wonder if we're alone out there. The fuck are you talking about? You know, you're not alone. You asshole. Like, what? <laughs> Why are we treading over this? We know it's done. They're, they're, they're there. They're going to colonize us. Apparently they didn't do it on time, but they're going to. And yeah, it's just like, yeah, I don't know. It, it's frustrating. I hope they do something good in the final. But the monster of the week stuff does get better. Um, yeah, hold on. Let me one second. Let me look up the episode that you have to go. You're in season seven, correct? Right. What's the last episode you saw? Um, Actually, I take that back. It might have been the premiere. Like, the one where uh, Scully was in fucking Africa. So it might have been, like, the first or second episode. Oh, yeah. Those are terrible. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, First of all, let me say this. Um, The season eight and nine are a lot better than season, second half of season six and seven. Okay. Um, I'm not saying, it's not like, it's not like season three, four, five good, but it's better. Um, do, 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 do. let me see. So you're in season seven, which is perhaps my least favorite one. Um, okay. So you have a good not a lucky number the week. seven. Yeah, no, no, it's not. You have a good monster of the week coming up, written by Vince Gilligan, um, uh, called Hungry, which is it's actually from the point of view of monster, which is very cool. Oh, you cool. have, um. Um, that one's okay. Um, all right. You have a few shitty ones coming up. Um, um, oh, you have another Donnie Faster episode coming up. Um, you have, oh, you have X Cops, which is a great one, followed by one of the worst ones there is. Um, so you have a few one in the, you have a few in this one, and then, um, then season eight, it gets better. So okay, just cool. stick with it. Yeah. All right. Now that we've gotten our uh, pre-rec X-Files discussion in there, I think we're good for this week. Hopefully we'll be back either next week or maybe, I don't know, if we can get some for the weekend or something. Um, we may have a problem next week because I'm having dental surgery and I'm having my all four of my wisdom teeth removed. So I might be a mess next week, but we'll see. I feel like that's a little late to get the de- the, the wisdom teeth removed now. Well, they, um, they grew in perfectly straight, so there's no immediate need to have them removed. But I, I just wanted them gone. Now I'm just like, all yeah. right, I'm sick of them being there. So, yeah. I got gotcha. you. All right. Um, so we'll see what we'll do about that. So I guess next week may be off. Um, but, ladies and gentlemen, for Eric Clancy and Patrick Kelly, we are signing off. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. 
Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.